Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams. We are joined today by Rebecca Capon, Vice President, and Angela Schultes is hanging out with us, but she's going to stay in the background. She's Manager of Business and Market Development for Search. Rebecca, I welcome you. Good to see you. How's everything? Things going well. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Well, welcome to the show. You join us today to discuss an extremely timely topic, which is unconscious bias and the impact that it has on executive teams. So let's discuss um, conclusions drawn upon in the recent report released by Search. Um, let's jump right into this. In your recent report on unconscious bias, Search draws a correlation between diverse leadership and innovation. Can you tell us how diversity in the C-suite influences innovation at the executive level? Absolutely. We've seen a shift in the culture of leadership from the silo-driven approach of the past. And now there's a demand. Uh, there's not only the value, but the demand for collaboration, cooperation. And this is really due to driving innovation um, for organizations to be able to adapt and to change and to thrive within the changing landscape of healthcare. And so what drives innovation leads us back to diversity of thought. Um, diversity, not only from education and ethnicity, but also perspectives that are bred from um, experiences and backgrounds. Um, so organizations are looking for individuals that will bring a depth and a breadth um, of experiences and viewpoints to form their strategic vision as they move forward. Um, but it's more than just in the C-suite. I truly believe that these leaders um, inspire and cultivate um, cultures um, at every level of the organization um, that will bring forth innovation. Understanding the value of diversity is something many leaders seem to embrace, but you highlight gaps between the desire for diversity and the capacity to create an environment that reinforces the commitment. To that end, what are the most common gaps leaders are dealing with? I believe that First and foremost, organizations need to reflect on the definition of diversity. We automatically go to the protected classes, right? Um, and even in our survey, respondents talk about um, leadership diversity as associated with gender and management style and even ethnicity. Um, but we recognize that there's a broader uh, view and scope of, of diversity um, that fuels innovation. So for example, I had a, a client, a community-based health system that valued the diversity that a candidate brought from her background. She came from the for-profit environment and that financial prudence really helped to elevate their culture towards performance management. Another pitfall, another challenge um, or gap um, is that they don't know how to create actionable and measurable standards for the organization. So there is that shift um, towards desire for diversity. Um, and the intent is there, which is wonderful, but the execution, there's great opportunity. So that's where we provided our clients with education, leveraging our best practices, um, as well as really working closely and partnering with search committee decision makers um, to help hold them accountable process. It's a great way to fill in those gaps as we kind of in building an executive team, are the unconscious bias traps that organizations have difficulty avoiding? Sure. So I would say, first and foremost, the number one pitfall is uh, evaluating 
uh, candidates based off of likability uh, versus the cultural fit, right? Cultural fit would be communication style. Um, how do they, um, or what is their preferred work environment compared to resonating with individuals who are like us, um, who maybe have similar type of hobbies or maybe their appearance uh, is pleasing to us. So organizations really need to understand what their culture is and where they want to go, perhaps bringing in a dissenter, someone who challenges um, or is more prone to thinking outside the box will help move them forward. Candidate presentation material is another uh, potential uh, challenge in that um, resumes, letters of interest, CVs, educational verification, that's critical um, to being able to is. Um, but that can also inadvertently expose personal characteristics. Um, and so we are seeing a transition to um, withholding names um, or even redacting educational uh, credentials um, or institutions more so than if they have an MBA or an MPH, but where did they get that? And I think it's important to reduce that unconscious bias prior to a candidate interviewing. Um, because then once you interview them, you can really dive into who they are um, what's their motivation? What's their background that, um, that aligns with your organization? But you also have to be careful during the assessment and discussion of candidates. Um, we evaluate individuals through our own lens, um, and it's important to really consider and listen um, to other viewpoints. Uh, again, a recent search committee, we had a candidate um, who the search committee resonated with because he had a, an outgoing personality. Um, and it was easy to like him. It was easy to want to listen to what he was saying. Um, but then through robust discussion, the search committee started to really evaluate, does he bring the depth and breadth of experience that they need to take them to that next level, to that 2.0 version, if you will. Um, and through that, another candidate who is highly accomplished really surfaced to the top, but who had a, a quieter leadership style than this other candidate. That is such a great answer. It, it just describes the comfort is everything, and, and that's really a, a, a great way to break it all down. That great answer coming from Rebecca Capon, Vice President of Checka Search. And like I said, Angela Schultz is kind of hanging out in the background, waving, saying hello, and, and serving as kind of Cyrano de Bergerac here on Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams. Uh, Rebecca, social media is such a huge part of our lives now. During the executive placement process, are there recommendations on how to navigate social media through the screening and review process? Absolutely. And I am so glad that you asked that question because we have seen um, social media have a, an impact, um, negatively an impact, um, on really the candidate assessment or um, evaluation for candidates. Um, social media, like candidate presentation, can carry the risk of exposing search committees and um and really putting into jeopardy the, the, the recruitment process because it leads to personal characteristics, evaluation um, of attractiveness, political views, um, as well as the legal protective characteristics such as religion and sexual orientation or race. So I understand the perception of using social media as part of the due diligence process, but that doesn't necessarily uh, depict how a candidate is going to um, work or thrive within a professional environment. The candidate to where, um, based off of perusal of her social media account, um, it came into question whether or not she would put down roots within a community because of her lack of marital status. 
She didn't have a fan, children. Um, she was not married. So would she really stay? Would she be able to find her community? Um, so we really caution our clients um, and advise them to have a clear rationale for why they are using social media and then provide guardrails and policies around who is using this? How are you going to screen candidates? Be consistent as well as create one point person who will be in charge or, or responsible for um, utilizing social media. It can be such a great thing, social media, but we all know there's such a dark, bad side to it as well. It is. There's a level of transparency. But again, with social media, many times people are are um, presenting themselves in a way that they want you to see them, right? And so through the interview process and the recruitment, we utilize many tools to truly understand who this individual is. But more than that, how do they align with our organization and our mission and our vision and values? We're talking with Rebecca Capon, Vice President of Checka Search. And last thing I'm always curious about is what would you like to add to this conversation? Sure. I think it's important to ask the question about why now? Um, why did Check a Search um, move forward in, in um, surveying leaders and board members across the country um, around the unconscious bias and, and diversity? You know, health inequity and health disparities have been prevalent um, in, in segments of populations. Um, while diversity and equity and, and inclusion have always been part of strategic initiatives for healthcare organizations, um, I think there's a greater need now, not just with the pandemic, not just with COVID, but I think it's been increasingly growing over the years, this need and this desire to want immediate action um, and to mediate these, these issues, um, to really bring diversity and inclusion through the recruitment process. Um, so the more diverse, and I think this is very critical, Rob, um, the more diverse um, and representative of a leadership team of their patient population um, will, will bring more insight into healthcare solutions um, that will better serve that patient population. Um, and I think more than that, too, it will engender trust and engagement from those patient populations to look towards that organization for guidance um, and for education and also as a provider of choice. So um, the question is where to start. And we've had clients call us to ask for our, our assistance and our partnership and helping um, to bring forth some of these best practices. Um, and so I would just encourage listeners on the podcast today to go to checkasearch.com, our website where the unbiased and executive search report um, is housed. And you're welcome to download that or, or contact us. We are working with clients um, to um, conduct un, um, unconscious bias training for their leadership team. We always talk about timely topics here on Talent Talks, and this is extremely timely, Rebecca. I would agree. And important. Very important. Very important. I thank you so much. And, and Angie, great to see you. She's kind of hanging out in the background today. But I thank you both for joining us on Talent Talks. I've learned so much today, and I'm sure our listeners at home did as well. That's all the time we have today. I'm your host, Rob Adams, alongside Rebecca Capon and Angela Schultes of Check a Search, and this is Talent Talks.